Well, good morning. Um, hi, Lucinda. Welcome to um, our podcast this morning. Um, for everyone listening, I'm Kate Hart, the Communications Officer from Soft UK. Um, and I'm joined this morning by Lucinda Andrews. And um, on the call with us too is Sean, um, our Operations Manager. Right, so we're having a conversation today about your son, Leo, Lucinda. Could you please tell us um, a bit about him, about his condition, and um, tell us how he's doing at the moment, please? Yes, so um, my son, Leo, was born in March this year um, with an ultra-rare genetic disorder, which was completely unforeseen. Um, we kind of only realised that there was an issue after he was born, um, a few hours after he was born, he was kind of brought to the NICU um, in our local hospital and they'd done some kind of further investigations like an MRI and but they they were kind of pointing towards more it being genetics and, and neurology. So they had to send us to um, St. Thomas's in London because that's where like the specialists for all that type of thing is. And um about when Leo was probably about six weeks old, we got the genetic results, um, which was a mutation in his TBCD gene. Um, and the way this genetic disorder presents itself is um, he has low muscle tone, which means his muscles are, are pretty weak. He has difficulty moving and breathing as a result of this. And he has developed epilepsy um sure. that's kind of the the difficulties we face um with his breathing he has um assistance with BiPAP machine overnight um but all things considered he's he's, he's doing pretty well and kind of against the prognosis and the surprise to some of his specialists he's kind of making progress that I don't think they thought might have been possible that's amazing uh, yeah what, what is the life expectancy for um, that condition? Or is it so rare that they don't really have, have a number for it? You have too much to go off of. Like, okay. um, it really does vary because I guess with every type of genetic disorder, they have um, different variants and severity. And because there was only 16 children on record um, when Leo was diagnosed, they don't really have too much to go off of. It was mm. really just take every day as it comes and we were told that every child with these kind of conditions um kind of respond differently so it's it's just we've got to see how it goes they really couldn't give me too much but we were kind of told that to enjoy the next few months with him and, mm -hmm. and it's even kind of given to me as an option to instead of taking him home from hospital I could just bring him straight to a hospice so in my mind, I was given not a lot of time. Like in, in my, mm. I was preparing myself for like mentally for like something like months kind of. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing really well at the moment. So Fantastic. Yeah. So, so did you leave the hospital? How old was he when you actually managed to leave and go home? He was about three and a half months old when he was discharged. Mm. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So lovely. It's, it sounds um, quite like trisomy 13 and 18 in the sense that every child writes their own story and yeah. um, there is such a huge spectrum, but obviously quite different to trisomy 13 and trisomy 18 in the sense that 
he's only one of 16. I mean, that's that's incredibly rare. Um, must bring its own challenges. Um, so Lucinda, um, we wanted to ask you today about this um, fundraising challenge that you set up for Leo and, and how that came about. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear your story about that, please. Yeah, so um, it kind of got to the point where I felt like I was, I'd hit a brick wall. Um, since being discharged, and it's not anything against his specialists, it's that the, his condition is just so rare that they, they're not aware of anything how like to help him. And the heartbreaking thing for me is that it's, we've got a good care plan and a good care package, but it's to help maintain his health. It's not to help him, like to help improve his health or to mm -hmm. help him get better. It's just mm -hmm. to help him maintain. So like, for me, that's, it was so difficult so that I then mm -hmm. took it upon myself to learn about his condition as best as I can. And I was then just emailing around thousands of people, experts all over the world, just trying to get anyone on board that was willing to try and help. And if someone said to me they couldn't help, I'd try and find someone else that could. And I felt like I'd, every when I dissected his um, condition, because it's so complex, I just tackled each part of the, the condition and emailed an expert that knew about each particular part. And once I felt like I'd done all of that, I felt then I was at a loss. Like I didn't know who to ask for help anymore. I didn't know what country to go for anymore. And mm. it got to the point where I felt like I couldn't be doing it alone. I wasn't being heard. So beginning of August, it was kind of a hard decision for me to go public because I don't really share things online. But I was at a loss. I didn't know what else to do. So I was chatting to one of my good friends who I did actually mention in the last podcast. She's in Australia. Her name's Liz. And she's been my rock for all of this, like helping me. And she suggested to me, why don't you do like a fundraiser? And she was like, why don't we just all do like a 10K walk or something like that? And that's where kind of the ball got rolling and I thought rather than a fundraiser because at that point I didn't have someone to reach out to like to help mm -hmm. I was like doing it more for to raise awareness to begin with and then to um try to find that specialist that expert that can help him so yeah we created the event and I decided to call it walking around the world for Leo um because when I um I lived in Canada before having Leo um, for five years. So during my time in Canada, I'd met so many different people um, from all over the world. And I'm still in contact with a lot of those friends. So what I'd done is I reached out to a few of them and said, would you be happy to do a walk for Leo? And they were all 100% behind me. And so it was a pretty fitting name to say walking around the world for Leo because we had Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the States, so many countries um, involved with it. Um, but yeah, then it was kind of, even with that awareness from just creating that event, things then started to move a lot quicker for me. I was then able to reach out and be um, put in contact through word of mouth or just through sharing, like on social media, like there's that saying that the power of social media and I never really understood what that meant until 
I was in this situation and it is so true like the power of social media and sharing and word of mouth is where the reason why I am where I am and now with being put into contact with people that can potentially help him and um, so yeah I found this um, expert in the states and um, so from that point on we kind of did change it into a fundraiser to try and get the initial funds to begin this investigation and yeah that's kind of where we're at with it now fantastic fantastic and so tell us about the day I mean was the weather good um was there good turnout locally because I think you did a a local event as well didn't you yes yeah yeah so I created a local event just at our local park and um we just did laps around the the lake and I'd invited a lot of people and people invited their friends and their family and but I didn't really know going there what to expect or who to expect mm. in there and I think we had over it was definitely over 50 people there um, it was overwhelming you know I just showed up because we were like running a little bit behind with getting all Leo's equipment packed into the car and everything he, and when I got there majority of the people were already there and I got out and I was just like just blown away like from the support for Leo and it turned out to be like an incredible day and Mm. we got t-shirts and badges and stuff designed so when we were even walking around the park people that weren't involved in the event were stopping us to ask like what was going on and yeah it was just a good way to just spread more awareness and yeah yeah it was a beautiful day beautiful weather amazing yeah that was lucky and I'm sure it helped you turn out as well um <clears throat> so um and can you say how much you've raised um so far I mean is the page still open yeah the page is still open um, okay so I think on the page um I think there's over like 10,000 now but I think in total wow. um we've definitely I think we're nearer the 24,000 mark now incredible yeah. Is that because of offline donations or, or what's the difference there? Yeah, there was actually, um, so another story which is to do with the the build-up of how I got in contact and how the event for the Strongman event came about. Mm. Um, so it was an old family friend, and again, word of mouth and everything, um, put me in contact with this incredible guy his name's Rocky and he he runs this charitable organization called Bex which means bring every kind of smile and within I think it was less than 24 hours he had this strongman man event organized when as soon as he was in contact with me and how we got the ball rolling so fast with that with, with the help of his charitable organization is I couldn't believe it um mm. we had like so many strong men including Terry Hollands which is um world's strongest man and Britain's strongest man which is incredible like I couldn't believe it and um so yeah with the help of Rocky he's also done he's been he's been running the charitable organization Bex for um over eight years now so he had actually done events this summer and um it was a, a celebrity football match so um, some of the money f- that was f- raised during that was a big chunk of it was donated. Amazing. So that was all, again, through the power of social media and, and sure. getting 
you know sharing Leo's story so amazing yeah. and um tell us about that strongman event what was what were the mechanics of the day or what did they actually put on what was the event about so um it was to raise 100 tons in the quickest time possible and they were trying to break the world record time oh wow yeah and um basically it was three different exercises and they were just in rotation to try and, and it was bench presses and deadlifts and trying to all switch and it was just very fast paced very fast moving the atmosphere in there was just so incredible like everyone was just so excited to witness something like that yeah. it's not often that you would even it's incredible that it was for leo but just to witness something mm. in general was was incredible yeah and did they manage to get their world record they did yeah oh incredible yeah um they were kind of taking like guesses as to what time they could they think they could do it in and they were saying around 13 minutes but they would be happy with that they yeah. did it 15 minutes and 56 seconds so they, they oh, incredible. what their expectation was so. wow wow all that excitement and energy must have contributed yeah. to their performance um fantastic so so um Lucinda do you want to share the details of of the page is it a just giving site or yes um, yeah, I've got a just giving page open Okay, well, yeah, you can give us the information and we can um, include it in the bottom of the podcast um, so people can you know, have a look and share or donate if, if they're able to. And um, we'd be happy to share that with our community as well. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I mean, it sounds fantastic. It sounds like you've been very proactive, very resilient in, in the face of all this you know, uncertainty and um, you know, difficulty with Leo. And it sounds like you're taking some fantastic steps. And we just hope that we can help spread the word and and tell people about you know Leo's story and and help in any way we can. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today, or any other progress or updates, or anything else you'd like people to know? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, what's well, the message the for medical people? Medical side of things. Oh, sorry. No, how no, is no. the um, the medical side of things going? It's also you mentioned last time that. I guess you were working with the company to maybe, you know, look at building this research out and yeah. I guess treatments that could be done as well. So how's that looking at the moment? So the ball is rolling with that now. Um, they're going through the initial stages um, for the drug repurposing. Um, so what they do is they're going to test to see if there's any hits coming back for um, drugs that already exist. Um, they said that okay. by the end of the year, if not early next year, um, they should know whether there would be any likelihood in being able to repurpose anything to help Leo. Um, and then also since the um, walking around the world event, I have been put into contact with a couple other people over in the States, which is more the gene therapy um, route. Um, and we're still waiting to see because the gene therapies do exist for, for certain disorders, but at the moment there's not anything for the tbcd gene um but for the gene therapies the, the different an, animal models they've tried a zebrafish but it didn't work with the tbcd gene um but they're going to try and see whether it can be the technology can be used or developed for um there's a tadpole model and there's like rodent models wow so let's see whether the technology can be modified to help with the tbcd gene to help treat it but the um, gene therapy routes, as I'm sure probably a lot of 
your listeners will know is is very expensive and very um very it's a very long long process to try and get the technology there and developed um so the drug repurposing route is a lot quicker and as opposed to like with the gene therapies you have to go to trial in and you have to try and get them approved and stuff like that whereas the drug repurposing is if if it the drug already exists so it's just, it's just a lot quicker so I'm not ruling out gene therapies that would be the long long-term goal but mm. right now I'm really focusing on um the drug repurposing and it, he also looks into upregulating a gene which means he did explain to me that Leo's TBCD gene is probably working only maybe about 10 to 20 percent efficiently so what they look into is upregulating the gene. So to get that part of the gene that is working, they want to get it to work harder. Mm-hmm. And um, he's pretty confident that if we could get the gene working to about 40%, we would see a noticeable difference in Leo. Amazing. So they're kind of the main immediate goals that I'm trying to work with the corporation with, but long-term goals would obviously be gene therapies, but mm-hmm. I think the longer of a longer time period and costly as well at least you've got some things in the pipeline sounds quite quite hopeful and quite promising yeah definitely i mean well done for you know finding those contacts and everything as well like you said the power of social media really is a powerful thing at times but i mean we can't take away from the fact that your determination and your push that's ultimately got you in contact with all these people and making such a positive change ultimately and hopefully for other people in the future as well it's definitely about that as well like I was looking at um like looking into how many disorders like rare ultra rare disorders rare and ultra rare disorders there are and there's like over 7,000 and it says online I don't know how accurate these facts are that you read online but it's saying eight out of ten of these like rare and ultra rare disorders are genetic based and there is I, I think so, so little being done about treating them um, and I think it's kind of like although these rare and ultra rare disorders individually are not very common but as a whole there are a lot there's a lot more out there than I don't know I know that with people have said to me some insensitive comments about Leo's condition isn't rare and isn't common enough to do something about but as a whole these conditions they're a lot more common than you think Mm. at least then you can feel part of a community whether it's you know it might not be the tbcd um, gene community but you're part of the ultra rare community um, and you can help each other wherever possible so that's fantastic yeah yeah, that's it. It's, it's taking that right step, isn't it, to move away from just end of life care, which seems to come up far too often that this is rare. We don't have a treatment for it. So let's just move towards end of life care, which is understandable in some respects. But actually, if we always move towards that rather than ever trying to find, you know, that treatment that could help or to extend life, then ultimately we're never going to move in the right direction. And you made such a val- valuable point there of Yes, Leo's condition might be extremely rare, but actually when you start looking at all of the different conditions that are affected by genetics and everything, then suddenly that's such a big picture. And by getting one treatment 
that maybe affects so many people. It might only affect, you know, a tiny percentage of the population in terms of one condition, but actually all the conditions as a whole, that's massive. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Well, yeah, you've done some incredible work, Listen, and we wish you all the best for, for the future and continuing to, you know, um, we'll continue to follow your journey. Um, so please keep us posted and, and, you know, let us know of any new developments. We'd love to um, share it with, you know, the world as well on your behalf. So, um, yeah, stay in touch. Um, Sean, I don't know if you've got anything else um, to add or ask. Yeah, I think for me, the, the medical thing was something that I was just really interested in from last time as well when we spoke about that. And it's just a, a lot of the time when we, we have different stories, a lot of people talk about progress with the children and their own situation. But it's just so inspiring to hear that progress that you've made elsewhere in terms of the medical com community, because it's just something that, you know, in all honesty, we just never really hear. So it, it's such a, a big thing and well done for making that happen, because it's just again it's inspiring and it just shows the power of you know people might think they're on their own and you, I think you said last time you needed a bigger voice it's like yeah. well you seem to have found that voice because you are making some incredible changes happen yeah thank you I mean it's not just for Leo as well as you said it's it's for other families too that have been affected by any kind of genetic disorder is I think the technology is out there and it's just that it needs to be made so it's for a broader spectrum mm. uh, like a, a broader range of genetic disorders amazing yeah absolutely and hopefully one day we'll we'll get there and hopefully that day will come soon yeah, yeah. we'll definitely yeah. keep in contact on any progress that i hear or that that we can make our end with the contacts that i have in the states i'll definitely keep them informed yeah please do yeah we'll be following your story <laughs>